0: the Lord be with you. And also with you. A reading of the genealogy of Jesus according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. This is the genealogy of Jesus, the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers, Judah the father of Perez, and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Perez, the father of Hezron. Hezron, the father of Ram. Ram, the father of Amminadab, Amminadab the father of Nashon. Nashon, the father of Solomon. Solomon, the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. Boaz, the father of Ebed. Obed, whose mother was Ruth. Obed, the father of Jesse. And Jesse, the father of King David. David was the father of Solomon, whose mother had been Uriah's wife, Bathsheba. Solomon, the father of Rehoboam. Rehoboam, the father of Abiyah. Abiyah, the father of Asa. Asa, the father of Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat, the father of Jehoram. Jehoram, the father of Uzziah. Uzziah, the father of Jotham. Jotham, the father of Ahaz. Ahaz, the father of Hezekiah. Hezekiah the father of Manasseh Manasseh the father of Amon Amon the father of Josiah and Josiah the father of Jeconiah and his brothers at the time of the exile to Babylon After the exile to Babylon Jeconiah was the father of Shealtiel Shealtiel was the father of Zerubbabel Zerubbabel the father of Abiud Abiud the father of Eliakim Eliakim the father of Azor, Azor the father of Zadok, Zadok the father of Akim, Akim the father of Eliud, Eliud the father of Eliezer, Eliezer the father of Mathan, Mathan the father of Jacob, and Jacob the father of Joseph, the husband of Mary, and Mary was the mother of Jesus who is called the Messiah. Thus there were 14 generations in all from Abraham to David, 14 from David to the exile in Babylon, and 14 from the exile to the Messiah. People of God, hear what the Spirit is saying.
1: I asked Patty to read that and Patty said you're not even gonna have it for the church are you and then I thought who would be able to pronounce all those names (laughs) and I said Ellis could do it and maybe Tom Clark Um, but I I got Ellis to do it thank you Cindy for reading that so well also this morning and Patty for you reading the the second reading because believe it or not they tie together um, that's three and a half minutes of trying to put people to sleep. Beget, 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 beget. Um, and Ellis brought brought it up to me uh, just before church that uh, so, so um, is this the way we can tell how, date how old the earth is by going back by years and generations? Um, this is not a genetic genealogy. And... I chose this reading because um, this cycle is cycle A, which we will focus mainly on Matthew uh, throughout the year. That'll be what most of the Gospel readings are from. And I did because if we don't catch what, what the writer of, of Matthew was talking about, we miss a lot with what he's talking about in the rest of the book of, of Matthew. Um, The reader wanted to make sure we're all awake.
0: (laughs) A bad omen. A bad
1: omen. Is everybody okay over there? Good.
0: Sit down, John. Bad omen.
1: Father Raymond Brown, a scripture scholar, he said and he, he believed that it's essential to understand the Gospel of Matthew If if we, by understanding the genealogy. It's about salvation and about grace. It's not genetic. It's a spiritual genealogy. He goes on to say, the story of the origin of Christ with all the begets, has no mention of the elder son, Ishmael, who's banished. Isaac begets Jacob, and there's not a word about his brother Esau, who stole his birthright. He's a crook. Jacob begets Judah and his brothers. Judah was not chosen. Judah sold his brother off into slavery. And why wasn't the, the, the wonderful Judah who did all the prophesying about uh, about getting out of uh, what was going to come in Egypt, why wasn't he mentioned in this? So where is Matthew going with all this? Um, I believe in what, what, what um, Raymond Brown says, is God doesn't always pick the noblest and the most deserving to do the divine purposes. He picks the everyday. He picks the sinner. He picks the good people. He picks the bad people. He picks, I guess, people like you and me. Amen? And that's what it's about. Um, there's five women in this genealogy. In Jewish genealogy, you go down through the men. You don't go through the women in that way. But look at the women that he chose. Tamar is a Canaanite woman. Tamar disguised herself as a prostitute so her father-in-law Judah would have a son with him. Rahab was another Canaanite woman. She was a prostitute. Ruth was a Moabite who's mentioned in there. She's not even Jewish. She's from outside. Bethsaida, the mother of Solomon, is mentioned, It only is the wife of Uriah, not the wife of, of David, who had Uriah killed so that he could marry her. Um, how does that happen? And then, and then Mary. We kind of pretty it all up about Mary. But Mary's birth is very suspect, and her pregnancy is very suspect. How would all that happen? I mean, you have to put it through the ears of the people at that time. She was going with this, where um, Joseph was going to divorce her, and now he's getting married to her. And how'd that baby come about? There was a whole lot of question there that we've pretty prettied up in that. Matthew's genealogy shows us that Jesus could, would, would reach out to all people those who are ill-willed. Those who are not so much. Those who are within the bounds of the Jewish community. Those who are outside. He says, look at the other 14. Who are some of these other people? Who is Azar? Who is Akim? Who is Eliot? Who is Eleazar? And Mantham. You know who he is? The only thing we know is that he's a great-grandfather of Jesus. You see, he picks people who maybe are of no count, who aren't known, who aren't counted by society as being special. So, what does that have to do with you and me? I think it focuses on what the prophet Isaiah was saying. It is too little for you to be a servant. You're not just a servant. He's talking to us too. Too little for you to be a servant. You are to be a light to the nations. Think about that. We here are meant to be a light to the nations. And then, and then Paul goes on. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ to the church of Corinth. Now, when I was in the seminary, um, the, the uh, uh, by, uh, Professor M- Maley, he, he said uh, the people in Corinth, he used to say, uh, we, the reference was, oh, there's those Corinthian women. They're wild and crazy. And it was a place where you went and he said, it's kind of like Newport, Kentucky is for us today. (laughs) So, he's addressing these people from Corinth who had that kind of reputation. And he says, you are are sanctified by Jesus and you're called to be holy. That's you and me. We're called to be holy. All of us. We're called to be holy with each other. To allow the divine to shine through us and with each other. Um, Somebody said to me, or or, uh, was it you Bev that said, Tom you're always so uh, optimistic. You know when we read the scriptures, who are we not to be optimistic? Look at the people that were chosen. He chooses each one of us. and. The times that he was living in. The Roman Empire was a vicious place. And they, they went out and did things. And it wasn't that, that they were there to change the world. Not in an earthly sense, but in a spiritual sense. Look at all the powerful stuff that has been passed down by these people. We don't even know who they are. And they brought the message to us. Eliad, Eleazar, Mathem. Maybe we'd go around and name the people in this room. So don't tell me that we can't do things and that we are unimportant. Don't tell me that we're not holy. Back in December, we put a box back there and we had asked people to put gloves in it. That's not a big thing. But you know there's 45 people out there who had warm hands this winter because of y'all. Back in December, we, we we put together, there was a number of people that put together boxes and bags for a, for a, a Christmas party uh, for the people who go to um, MBHO. There were some people that enjoyed a, a meal and some things they could take home with them. And that's because of you all. We make a difference. We are holy. We bring that light. Um, the signs we hit out, we hit a... A fun time putting a signs outlet yesterday. It was an interesting time. But how many people will drive by and say Black Lives Matter? And whether they agree with it or not, it's gonna get their attention. When we put the signs up about love is, is inclusive. It's gonna get their someone's attention. And it has the power of changing the world. I mean, you can see it because 10 years ago, you'd never see gay couples on an advertisement. You wouldn't see them, see them on these, these home, home shows, and we see it today. And I believe it's because of work that we do, the light we shine, and that we make happen. Think of the tithing that we do. We tithe to the urban ministers. Talking to Tom before, I said, how many people made it through that? And he said about 20. And I said, how many people made it through the whole thing? He said, going back, probably a little over 100. Now, I don't know how it's going to transform their lives, but they have an opportunity to do that. For them to be light to their families, for them to have hope that they can they can make it. Think of that. That that is the power that we have. And I think that's what we'll find as we go and listen to the Gospel this whole year of Matthew, of what that's about. We tithe, tithe $5,000 every year to City Heart. How many people does City Heart help that we don't even know, don't have a clue, that they get their DPNL, their, their DPNL covered, that they can have a warm, that they get help with, with their, their rent when they're in a struggle. That's because we're light to the nations and we're there. It goes beyond what's our imagination about what we do just by doing the little things. The little things we do make a huge difference in our world. And I think that's the message that Jesus came to give us. Let us spread that light. Be that light for other people. And let that light shine where no darkness can blot us out. I open up to your comments.